Podcast family, the episode that you are about to watch was recorded over a month ago, and it's crazy to me to see how quickly things have changed in just a short month. Everything that we thought was a priority instantly got replaced by the things that actually matter, our families, our friends, our teams, our customers, our neighbors, and our community, and I'm inspired by that. I know that we're in a very trying time right now, but I am just inspired by everybody coming together. That is exactly why this podcast was created, was to pull this community together. And if there's anything that we can do for you guys during this coronavirus crisis, um, please reach out to me directly um, or via our website or how, just reach out to us. Let us know how we can help you get through this time. That is why we are here. Um, you guys, things are gonna be okay. We're going to re-strategize, we're going to shift all goals. It's amazing, all the goals that I laid out in January instantly disappeared. They went out the window. I'm creating new goals for this year just based on everything that's happened even in the last few days here. So um, I just wanted to offer you guys a word of encouragement. Just let you know that we've got this. We will adapt. We will re-strategize and we will get through this together as a community. And if there's anything that we can do here at the WHOA GNV podcast team to help you out, please reach out. We'd be happy to do so. Much love to all of you guys. See you later. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of WHOA GNB Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and to my left is the Scooter Ninja fighting for students to be able to get to class at their convenience, <laughs> Michael Dees. What is up, man? I'm the Scooter Ninja. Yeah, Ninja fighting, fighting for the students' right to get to class. I love that. Like Donatello. Like Don, like Donatello. We were talking about Ninja Turtles earlier. <laughs> Donatello is the one that doesn't get the the respect that he deserves. Yeah, but Leonardo was the leader. So like, don't you feel like? Uh, yeah. Am I Leonardo then? Wait, which one? Wait, what was your what was your favorite turtle growing up? Oh, man. Did you have one? I didn't really have one. So I always liked Casey Jones. Did you really? Stick. Hockey you're stick. The, you're like, the Casey Jones fan. Is it because is it because he got April? <laughs> Did he? Oh, he did get April. He did get April. You forgot that. I didn't. I didn't forget that. Anyway, hey, yeah, that's uh, a tangent. You guys, <laughs> I got. I got big, big, big news. Let's hear it. This episode is brought to you by the one, the only. New scooters for less, baby. It's right. That's right. We're sponsoring this episode. We sponsored a lot of these episodes, actually. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, because we have invested quite a bit of money in this. But, uh, but Mike, what is the best scooter for the businessman or woman in town? Ooh, that would be. Any scooter from New Scooters for Less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about okay? What about a UF professor? Any expensive? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, a, a Vespa. A Vespa. That's what a professor should get. A Vespa, or or maybe like it? something electric. Are you gonna say yeah. the most expensive? What were you gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, the most, <laughs> the most you know, expensive. In my, one, mind, of course. in my mind, professors have more money. Maybe that's not true. But. What's the one thing that most people would not know about New Scooters for Less? Ooh, ooh. Uh, I would ooh. I would say that we sell e-bikes. 
e-bikes e-bikes are e-bikes. an up-and-coming thing not only in our market but but nationwide and and we've we've been selling them for a couple of years but i would say a lot of people don't know that that's out there and that new scooters for less has them so if that's something that you might be interested in check it out yeah i mean like we have all kinds of different models some that are for the uh outdoor enthusiasts the retired community um RV or stuff like that, but also for students that are great for transportation, some that are good for beach, so wherever you may be Dude, listening. a lot of benefits. Yeah. You could like bike, you could bike to work. Yeah, you can, I mean. Like, you don't need registration, you don't, you don't need have any to, of that yeah, kind of If stuff. it breaks down, you still got a bicycle, you don't have to worry about service <laughs> weights, which is like pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there's a ton ton of benefits to them. Um, they, they have, uh, I'm gonna do this whole pitch right now. They, they have, you can pedal it like a bicycle. Uh, they have a pedal assist, which will basically just kind of keep you in cadence, and then they have a thumb throttle, so if you just hit the thumb throttle, They'll go like 20 miles an hour, which is enough to get you around most areas. And uh, yeah, they're they're cool. I have never done a test drive with somebody on an e-bike that didn't like get done and be like, oh my God, that was so cool. They're like yeah, smiling they're after they it. do it. So yeah. check them out. That's cool. You guys, uh, give us a call at 352-336-1271 or visit us at newscootersfless.com or check out our awesome content at ns4l.tv, baby. Sweet. And uh, hey, listen up. You guys, if you want your business to be featured as a sponsor, hit me up at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N, at repaintthewall.com, and we can hook it up. Uh, we appreciate your support, and we are, I'm like so amped, because here we are, getting ready to go into year three. So if you are interested in sponsoring our podcast, reach out to me, and let's let's get it set up, man. We really appreciate your support, Gainesville. Thanks for everything you do. And uh, real quick, um, just want to let everybody know about um, an event that's happening soon. Anyone tell everybody? Yeah, uh, I was actually really excited to see this one come across. It's the 19th annual Guest Chef Gainesville Benefiting Peaceful Pass. Enjoy 35 delicious recipes from home cooks and chefs all over Gainesville while supporting victims of domestic violence. Guest Chef Gainesville is at the Cade Museum on Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, and you can buy tickets at guestchefgainesville.com. Just like it's spelled G-U-E-S-T-C-H-E-F. G-A-I-N-E-S-V-I-L-L-E.com, guestchefgainesville.com. Super cool uh, uh, benefit for a great cause. Um, man, I am I love to cook. I, might, I, I was I reading know, this I was earlier. About, I was like, I might, I might actually enter this. So, yeah, for real. You know, we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to dabble a little well, bit. Well, and this episode's going out right at the end of March, so you don't have much time, so definitely get your ticket to that. True. And uh, like, let's just get into it. I'm ready yeah, let's to go. get the show going. I'm trying to trying to speed up the intros, get in, get in there. Let's, let's go. Let's get to the core of it all. So, you guys, I am super amped about this. Today on the show, we have Michael Tomeno, author and game developer. His company, Platinum Arts, is focused on helping kids become real life superheroes welcome to our show (laughs) what's up man how are you i am fantastic i'm so happy to be here i couldn't be more happy yeah let's uh so let's get into it so on our show we really like to we really like to tell your story man like to, to throw it back um you know find out like everything about you so just so tell us your story what got you to gainesville all that kind of good stuff so what brought me to Gainesville is fleeing the cold. Pretty much as simple as that. Where, were you, um, where were you from? I'm from uh, New York, upstate New York originally, and it is really cold there, and I was kind of tired of um, you know, be, being stuck inside nine months out of the year. Um, and here, it still boggles my mind that I can walk outside in shorts in January and February. I mean, that's the best thing ever. If I tried to do that in New York, I would, you know, not survive. How cold does it have to be here for you to put on like the full pants and like jacket and everything? 
Um, <coughs> so I get a lot of flack for this, but if it's like below 70, then, <laughs> then it's then it's time to suit up. Okay, uh, you're you like know? a true Floridian. Yeah, then. yeah, you've you've made it. Yeah, you made and it. Like you're in the club. Everyone, <laughs> like, I hear it like almost every day. You know, you're from New York. You should be used to it. Like, no, that's why I'm here. You know, <laughs> that's why that's why I left my my friends and my family to just try to be warm. Um, so when did that happen? When did you come down here? Um, I believe it was uh, 2013. Okay, and and that was the only like why'd you choose Gainesville? Like what brought you here? So uh, my brother lives in Orange County, California, and my best friend from middle school lives in Gainesville. So it was either pay you know a crazy amount of rent in Orange County, California, or live in Gainesville and actually be able to fly out to see my brother every month if I so choose and actually save money still on rent and stay here. So it was, you know, pretty easy decision. Those are the only two decisions? Those are the two places? Like, let me go to one or the other? Well, I wanted to move, <coughs> I wanted to move somewhere where I knew someone so that I could, um, you know, have them help me get set up. Because I don't want to just move somewhere where I didn't know anybody. If I could move somewhere where I knew someone and they could, you know, help me at least get, like, established, I thought it would be a good idea. Okay. So. Cool. So it was 2013, you said? Yes. All right. And so you got here and then what? And so then I started, uh, so first I worked in a, um, in a daycare, and uh, um, then I worked at a school for, um, for about four years. I worked at, um, at One Room. Okay, so when you were in New York, like, I mean, did you go to college up there, or? I did. Okay. And when did you graduate? Um, let's see, um, 2003. Okay, all right, so, and then, like, what was your degree in, I mean? Psychology. Psychology. And my minor was in writing. Okay, so is that what you wanted to get into when you got got down here? Like why? I like what? what yeah, just so for <laughs> for 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 the longest time in my life, like I really wanted to be a child psychologist because um, um, I I really wanted to help kids, and unfortunately, I found out it wasn't until senior year that I found out that um, I wasn't able to handle it emotionally because it's it's pretty rough. And um, what are you talking about? Your senior year of school, senior like year college? of college, yeah. And uh, maybe this is getting a little bit too deep, but I go deep, brother, go deep. <laughs> I, ha- I had a, um, I had a, a, a fellow, a fellow student who uh, she was, uh, she was black, and she was telling me how she um, cut her skin because she was white underneath. And oh my gosh. yeah, and so this is you know an adult, and I. I couldn't sleep at night, just like thinking like how horrible it must be that, um, you know, just just to feel that she was white, she would cut her skin. And um, and, I, and so I, I realized that, you know, if I couldn't handle an adult, you know, having this kind of trouble, like that if a kid was having this kind of trouble, like there, there's no way it would work out. Um, because. What that just got to you? It, like you it, just couldn't handle that? I, I mean, it's just like unimaginable to me that like someone would like actually like do harm to themselves because like just like the want to be white was so strong that they would actually inflict self harm. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And um, poor girl. And like you know, and when it comes to kids too, you know, um, I'm an older brother, and so you know, going through high school, you know, like no one was allowed to touch my my brother you know um it was and so like any like little kids that would like come in like they were like, if i was finding out they were like getting abused or whatever you know i 
it would be very hard for me to not go kindergarten cop, you know, like Arnold. Um, I, have you ever seen the movie Kindergarten Cop? Yeah. Love that movie. Dude, yeah. It's, such a, it's like, I haven't seen you, that movie forever. Where'd that fair, movie I, go? I, I feel like I reference that movie so much and no one gets it anymore. <laughs> uh, I think it came out like 1990 tough. or something, but. I think it's every movie with Arnold. Like, yeah. yeah. Might be true. Like, you could pull from like every movie like so much, but yeah, like that movie. Um, it's not a tumor. Yeah, it's it's remember, not a tumor. Do you remember how old that girl was? Um, or like roughly? She had to be around 20. My gosh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so so that had a significant impact on you. Significant, like to to the, to the point where I um, decided that going that route like wasn't for me, and that um, <coughs> and that I wasn't sure what to do. Um, so I ended up. So you're like, let me go to Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> so this <laughs> is that what crossed your mind? So this was actually um, several years before. I mean, I know I look youthful, but I'm actually gonna be um, 40 in um, one week plus a day from today. Well, happy cool. early happy birthday, birthday man. and I Thanks. would say that that's still very young. That's super young, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm glad you guys say that. I'm 37, man, come on. Yeah. I just turned 34. I'm gonna so turn I mean, 38 we're, we're, in May. We're close. Like we're, the, all, we're all children, what are you talking about? The fact that I'm like almost about to turn 40, it's just like un- unreal. Yeah, like like whoever thought like that they would like be 40, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like no, no one grows up saying, uh, you know, I like, can't wait to be 30. 40. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I laugh at all the 21, like I was speaking at UF today, and I'm like <laughs> speaking to a group of 20, you know, they're all 21 year olds about to graduate, and I'm just, you know, I'm like, man, I feel so old, because I'm like, you know, it's been 16 years since I graduated school, and I'm like, just so you guys know, it goes really, really fast. Just get ready. It goes so fast. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I'm almost 40, I mean, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I was in high school, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially in this town though, like you said, it's like we are at, at New Scooters, our demographic is 18 to 22 and, and they, they churn. It's always 18 to 22, no matter how long you're in this business. Yeah, of so course. Like, you can, I, I was just telling somebody the other day, it's like I just turned 34 a couple weeks ago and, and I could go literally anywhere in the country and I'd be at the, the zenith of my like professional youth and I'm in Gainesville, Florida and I'm a grandpa. Like I, I feel like a dinosaur, whether it's coworkers or customers that come in, it's like I'm the old guy and I don't feel like the old guy, but I that I am. So how do you think I feel? I'm, I'm quite a bit older Dude, than you. we're all children, right. stop it. Right, that's why so, I said 40, you're young, you're young. Don't, don't worry about it, you, at least you're young here. Well, it's it's amazing too, you know, like how like you know when you think you're, like, you know, when you're younger, how like you think like when you're older, like you'll know like so much more, but then like when you're actually older, it's like I still don't know like anything. Like I still have so much to learn and explore, and uh, um, and the main thing is, you know, even though like I'm I'm about to turn forty, you know, I'm excited that I'm about to turn forty. You know, like I've I've made it. You know, like. I'm I'm gonna be happy about that. Like I'm not gonna be try. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to be like upset that I'm like getting old. I'm just gonna be excited that I that I've made it that far. Sure, that's a great outlook. <laughs> You're like, ah, I'm, like I'm like we're, we're children. Stop it. Right. Like, yeah. what are you guys talking about? Like we're like kids. I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Um, so much so much time. So much so many things to accomplish. Um, so I mean, so you did. You chose to come to to Gainesville and and connect with your friend. Middle school friend, you said? Yes. Right? All right, so what happened when you got here? Um, you said you found the job? It was pre- the, go ahead, preschool, and then what? So it was 
The first thing was that it was much warmer than I expected. So I I actually drove down here and uh, just you know driving through. It was actually so cold like in in South Carolina, and I so I I came like really bundled up. And uh, once I hit Florida, you know I was still in my jacket driving, and I just pretty much started roasting alive. And like like it wasn't a good situation. And I um and I just like showed up at the apartment complex, just you know not in the best condition. But I mean I was happy to be here. And uh, yeah, so I started working um, at a, um, it was uh, um, I, I actually did, I did after school, um, so I worked with uh, K through five, and uh, um, and then after I stayed there for a few months, and then um, I wanted to get back into teaching, and so I worked at a school for for several years, and uh, so I worked at um, the one room schoolhouse for a bit, and then my last stint was at um, the uh, Stephen Foster, and so I worked in in media there. And so it was actually um, that experience working at Stephen Foster that was a big part of this book. So that led you writing that book, big time. Okay, so explain why. So, so, so you wrote this book. What's the book called? It's called um, How to Be a Superhero. Okay. And it's. And when did you write it? So uh, actually, uh, this past year I wrote it. All right, so you just got finished with it. I just got finished with it. Cool, and man. I'm I'm super pumped with it, pumped about it because it took me um, several months to do, and so the main purpose of the book was to try to take what worked for me teaching because I've worked with kids for about um, ten years now, actually over ten years, like from New York and in Gainesville, and um, I really wanted to take like what worked for me and put it in book form so that it could reach more than just one school and hopefully the entire world. Okay, so I mean, what's the point of the book? So the main point of the book is that uh, to help people become a real life superhero. So the book is is actually nonfiction, and there's a lot of uh, like there's a lot of books out there that are similarly titled "How to Be a Superhero," but it's like you know like talking about like fantastical stuff, you know, like shooting like lasers out of your eyes and stuff. Um, but to me, um, a, like the definition of a superhero is that a hero helps people and a superhero helps a lot of people. Because if you think about like, you know, Batman, Iron Man, they didn't really have like fantastical, magical powers. You know, they worked really hard. They ended up having, you know, a decent chunk of money, but it was mostly like the fruits of them working hard and wanting to help that they accomplished what they were able to accomplish. So the book is about being a real life superhero. And the, um, the first part, it, there's three main parts. And so the first part is about finding your real life um, superpowers because we all have something like things that we're good at uh, that we excel at and um, trying to identify them and help grow them. And then the second part is training our bodies and our minds, um, especially like eating better, um, exercising and um, for our mind, like reading, learning, growing and also dealing with uh, negative emotions and dealing with like the negative sides. Because a lot of times, like a lot of books that I've read and especially stuff for kids is kind of like, you know, kind of like fluffy, you know, uh, um, you know, happy all the time. But there's also like the negative side, like we all have our bad days and it's important to address those. And then the final part is actually once you've begun your training and gone through your training, um, be, like going out into the world and being a real life superhero. And 
I have like different ways that you can go out and be a superhero. And my, my number one top, and I echo this at least four, four times in the book, is simply going outside and saying hi to as many people as you can. And it sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. Like there's so much happening when you, when you actually say hi to somebody. Um, you're acknowledging their existence. Um, you're giving them like a level of, of acceptance where it can actually lead to something else. And I've seen so many times where, you know, someone will be like down in the dumps and I'll just like walk by and say hi. And like their head will just like lift up and they just brighten up, you know, it like brightens up their whole day. And uh, it, it's amazing. And sometimes like people say, you know, I ask them like how they're doing. And uh, sometimes like they'll say, you know, like, you know, I'm fine, I'm okay. And I, and I say like, you know, I hope it goes from, you know, okay to awesome. And it just, you know, it's like the final step to just like totally like brightening up their day. Like, 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 their, like their faces, like the, like the transformation that it makes is, is just incredible. Like I, I was telling you earlier that, um, you know, I went to the doctor's office today and um, you're just like walking through Shans. Like when I was like going down the hallway, I made sure to say hi to everybody and you know, like there's a lot of people like in, in rough shape. I don't know their stories, but uh, um, you know, I just saw them go from like looking down, like down in the dumps to just like, like, hey, like, you know, how you doing? Yeah, isn't that one of Steve Noodleberg's rules? Yeah, smile. Yeah, smile. Yeah. So we had a guest on at the beginning of the year um, named Steve Noodleberg with his with his kids and uh, Mark and Jake and it was a it was a high high energy episode. But that was one of his rules, right? It was like smile or like I, I don't know if that was the exact rule, but it was right. The, that was the point. It was like you know smile at someone because when, yeah. when you smile at someone, smiling is infectious. It's huge. And I mean it's that exact that exact point. So that's yeah. cool. Did you have to, I mean, so you talk about saying hi to people and, and then you mentioned, you know, that like we all do that, you know, hey, how are you? And you get those autopilot responses. I think we're all kind of guilty of it. Did you have to train yourself out of that autopilot response? Do you do you have a, a bag of tricks you go to or do you have you trained yourself to be constantly present? So I try to like uh, um, vary it up a little bit, like, you know, just like say like, Oh, like you know, like I'm like I'm having a great day, or like you know, like today's a great day, or uh, um, you know, especially like if it can extend beyond just a high, like I try to like slip them like a little <laughs> joke, like especially like if they're like in the middle of like doing something or whatever, like if there's any way to add like a little bit of like humor to it or like make it a little bit like personal, like I think it goes like a really long way, and uh, yeah, because I saw like um, I guess like I think they like help people like help direct like people, um, you know, where to go in the hospital. And um, I saw them like you know like like laughing about like some kind of like great story that like like the guy the guy was telling was a guy and a girl. And I was like I was like that sounds like a it must have been like a great story. Like I wish I was like there for the be the beginning of it. And um, you know it they just like got so into it like they just they loved it. You know just like any kind of like just any like little bit like any little bit of effort just goes like such a long such a long way. So playing off of some of those uh, some of the things you talked about in your book like so what's your superpower? So I have uh, several superpowers, and I think it's also important to identify weaknesses. So I do actually have some some weaknesses too. <laughs> and so I think one of my superpowers. I have no idea what those are. <laughs> <laughs> what are weaknesses? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Vanity oh, would be called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's perfect. Um, but uh, uh, so uh, so this cracked the kids up. Um, but uh, um, so. 
I also want to say too, so we can talk about this like after, like so when I first worked at um, Stephen Foster, like one of the first things I did was ask each kid what their superpower was. And so when I was talking about my superpowers, I, I said I can eat really fast, which I've never seen anybody eat faster than me. <laughs> and I can eat a lot of food. Like I'm not particularly big, but I can I can eat a lot of food. Like my my stomach has like fantastic expansion abilities. Like especially like if I'm going to a buffet, you know I want to get my money's worth. So <laughs> don't we yeah. all? <laughs> yeah. So I I I leave a buffet looking like I have triplets. So you know it's like okay. like there's there's actually there was actually a, a what, would that be a superpower? <laughs> I don't, so uh, I so I'm not quite sure like the practical use for it, but it is it is definitely a power that um, that other people maybe don't have. Like it's it's definitely something that I have not seen many other times. Okay. And so in, if nothing else, it's it's it served as comic relief for me because uh, um, there was there was a Taco Bell in or a taco buffet. I'm sorry in in New York. And um, that's what Gainesville like really needs is a taco buffet because it was like it was like high quality. Yeah, because you're you're eating taco yeah, had Taco Bell before T flats or Taco yeah. Tuesday. So this was like high quality taco food at like seven dollars <laughs> for an entire buffet, and so I would absolutely destroy that buffet. <laughs> like I would crush it. Like I actually I didn't even bother with with like the taco shells and the burrito shells. Like I literally just dumped everything into, like, they give you like this big like metal bowl and I just dropped everything in and would just destroy it. And so I was walking home one time after the buffet and I saw my reflection in the mirror, or I'm sorry, in a window. And, uh, um, and my gut <laughs> was so huge. Like it, it, it did not look good. And so that's when I realized that, you know, like, you know, I had the superpower of my stomach has the, has, has expansion abilities. I'm so glad that you're so proud of that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm so questioning whether or not like that's a superpower. Mike, what's your superpower? Um, oof. I would. So I'll go like the. I don't know the the first thing that comes to mind. You put me on the spot. Like I'll, I'll go the non. <laughs> non com- yeah, the non comedic way. Um, it's something that I've trained myself to do over time. Is just be empathetic. I, I, I try that to. Your superpower. I try to be empath- empathetic in every scenario. Uh, whether whether I can relate to it. Uh, truly, and that might you know kind of go against the defini- definition of empathy. But like whether I can relate to it truly or not, I just try to put myself in somebody's shoes or, or scenario and, and and understand what they're going through. Um, and and we deal with that in customer service all the time. We deal with it personally. Like that's it's something that is definitely a, a goal oriented thing. It's something that I try to do, and I don't always hit it like I want to. But but something that I feel like I do well. How about you? I, I, I stalled for you so you could think uh, about this. I can fly, duh. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, it's my superpower, man. X-ray vision. I have the ability, sorry, let me, I'll answer the question for real, real quick. Uh, I, I, I have, uh, I don't know if you call it unique. I, I would say that I have a unique ability to get in front of an audience and inspire an audience. Yeah. So like when I get on stage, when like, even when I was at UF Today speaking, um, you know that that class was supposed to be over by like five ten, five fifteen, and five you know five twenty, five twenty five starts coming around. Like we're still answering questions, and the the ability to keep an audience engaged and really um, inspire a group, whether it's kids, whatever. Like I, I I would say that that's my superhero, superhero power, superpower. 
So what kind of, when you ask that question and you say you ask it to adults or you ask it to kids, what kind of different, do, do the kids go more fantastical straight out of the movies or do they give you something more serious or is, is there yeah, a rhyme say? or reason? It, a bit of both. But first I want to say that I definitely think that your superpower is like you, you, you definitely have like a very calm, like collected, like demeanor for presenting. Like you are definitely a natural presenter. Oh, thanks. And, and for you, you definitely, you, like, you have, like, this, like, really, like, positive glow about you. Like, you definitely have, like, a very positive. He's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that it? a good backhand range. <laughs> just kidding. <sighs> of course. You, you definitely, like, you, you have, like, you, you just have, like, this, like, beaming smile glow. Like, your, like, your superpower is, like, you just radiate positivity. That's that's cool. I, I feel it's I like so that. honored to hear that. Yeah, that's so cool. positivity. I mean, it's interesting that you hear that you say calm because I, I I would say that that's a demeanor that I've like started to get. I, I, interestingly, I mean, talk about psychology, all this kind of stuff. Um, and over the last year, one of the things that I have really carved out the time to do every morning is to meditate and pray. Like, take that time for myself. Very collective. Very calm. And, and it has helped tremendously. I mean, in terms of the way I behave throughout the business day and if respond to situations, like I would say that it's the reason why I've been so collected, like collected. Um, hmm. But what's so great is that I still have, when I get on stage, when I'm, you know, on, even on the mic or on video, like I can still bring like a high energy. And that energy for, and I think that's, I don't know if that's attractive. I don't know, people, I, people just feed off energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like you always like, oh man, I've got such a good energy. Like people feed off energy. And so I'm so glad that I can bring like a natural energy when I, when I speak and it just, you know, pumps up a room, I guess. I, I don't know, I like it. It's so interesting that you say that too, because I've actually been working on that myself. And um, working on uh, gratitude, Mm. And uh, uh, like doing like a little um, like journal in the, in the morning, and like trying to like write write what I'm grateful for, and uh, um, like one of the most like uh, for me recently like like one of the biggest mind altering quotes is and it's like it's it's been quoted like in in different forms, but it, it's basically the idea of like instead of like being upset about what you don't have, like being grateful for what you do have, and because like there's many times like I've been upset because like such and such like didn't work out or whatever. But um, it's like not under my control. But then, like realizing like what I do have, and there's a still quote um, by Marcus Aurelius where it's um, I'm I'm blanking on the exact quote, but it's essentially being grateful for what you have and realizing that like if if you didn't have it, that you would really wish that you did have it. And it kind of like just like blew my mind. But like the whole like. It was it was like a really big mental flip because I was like upset about like things that like weren't working out or whatever when I was forgetting about like I actually have like so much going for me. Um, so like meditating. Um, so uh, uh, Tim Ferriss actually has like a um, like a like five things like he does in the morning and that was like one of them like meditating and like journaling and like uh, doing like reps of something. So I've been doing push ups and uh, like I've actually been finding all that like really helpful and uh, you know making your bed. And um, just trying to like get like the morning routine better, but like I definitely want to get. I've actually been really bad about meditating, but when I do, I definitely notice the effects. Like I'm, because when I get up in the morning, I just actually have like too much energy, and so I think like meditating would would be really good for me. Yeah, it's super interesting because well, one, 
the other question that I wrote down before you even went into all that was, okay, so what's the, like, what's the, cause you were talking about your, the three primary things in your book, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, so one of the things I wrote down was the number one way that you exercise your mind. Like, would that be it? Doing, so, doing those things? So for me, it would definitely be reading and writing. Like, I think okay. both are, are so key. And, um, and also, um, I really like the quote from um, Will Smith where he talks about how um, running and reading are, are the two most important things mm. because when you're running, you know, and that voice like tells you like, you know, like quit, like give up and you like tell like, no, like I'm going to like finish this goal. You know, like when you tell that voice, no, like it just opens the door for everything. And then when it comes to reading, it's like, you know, any problem that you've ever had, um, you know, someone's had before and you can find it like in a book. So um, I've really been trying to get back into reading because unfortunately college actually kind of like hurt reading for me because I had to read so many books. Like there was mm-hmm. in, in high school too, like I had so many books that were forced on me. Yeah, that was and it's not fun school. anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, and I actually enjoyed reading when I was a kid, but then when you have, when you're forced to actually read and um, like memorize all the stuff like from, like from the books, um, it, it kind of like took away the, the, the joy of it. Um, so yeah, I, I think reading and writing are huge. And there's a quote um, about writing, and so I think journaling is so important. And that's, uh, um, I read, I'm sorry, I write to know what I think which I think is huge. Cause mm. I don't know about you guys, but like my, my brain, you know, they, they talk about like the monkey mind. My, my, my brain is like always like all over the place. But when I write it, it, it forces me to take, you know, my thoughts and put it into like a cohesive form. So it kind of like focuses it. And um, do you think like text messaging culture and stuff like that helps with that or detracts from that? Cause on one side, on one side, like, I feel like we lose a lot of interpersonal skills by always going to our phones and not having direct face-to-face conversations. But I'd also say that one of the things I really benefit from is the ability to not have that face-to-face conversation and sit down and organize my thoughts and use the the correct words that I want to use to illustrate my point and be purposeful with my my written communication. So, um, I mean, what do you what do you think about about that and text communication as it relates to that point? So. I definitely think that like there's a huge difference between text communication and in-person uh, communication. And I think that when you don't have the in-person communication, like you're actually losing a lot. And I've I've just, I've realized recently like the full effects because like there, there'll be conversations that I have in person with people that are absolutely amazing. And then on text, it's just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. not like super exciting or involved. But I do like, um, the fact that um, you can text people like nice things. Like I've I've been trying to make it more of a point of like unicorn emojis or what? <laughs> so <laughs> not unicorn emojis specifically. <laughs> just but uh, um, just kidding. But like so one thing that I've been that I've been trying to play with it and work on is simply texting my friends. You know, like I hope you're having a good week. You know, just something as simple as that. Like just so they know that I'm you know, that I, I want them to have a nice week, um, that I'm hoping that they have a nice week, that I'm thinking about them, you know, that they're important. And then it can kind of like branch off from there, um, which it usually does, like branch off into something more interesting. So I have a friend, um, I'll give him a shout out, Rafael Diaz over at Main Street Motors. And I've used him as an example for our sales team. But one of the things that he does, 
and I absolutely love it. Like I love it because one, because he has got he's got good energy, and one of the things that he does is that he'll pull out his phone and he'll record selfie video, right? And he'll send a message. Hey, Colin, what's up, man? I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you today, praying for your brother. I hope you're having a great day. And he sends uh, that message, like a video, quick, quick, 30 second, 60 second video, that. sends it to me. And do out like it makes my day every time I see it. Like absolutely love it. And and so actually, like I challenge our listening <laughs> our, our listening audience today to take a 30 second to 60 second video clip and send it to somebody and just instill that positivity and just tell somebody that you're appreciative of them today cuz like I every That's time huge. every time he does that man I feel so good I feel so good and so I'm trying to make it a point to do that kind of thing more I'm also even the voice recorder you know how you can just like record you like in right. the text you just like record it like I'm trying to get myself in the habit of doing that more just saying just hey I'm just thinking about you or you know just, so that they can hear the ref, the you know the reflection in my voice and that that kind of thing you know i i think that is 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 brilliant and uh, um one of the things that i've 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 always said that uh, um i think like constructive criticism is more viable than gold because it helps you earn more gold so i think you've actually taken it and your friend has taken it a step up from what i was doing and so that inspires me to take it a step up and do video um or audio because that makes it like so much more personable and it, it actually kind of like goes back to the, I mean, they're saying hi to you, you know, in like a real personable form. So yeah. I, I, I love that. I think that's fantastic. I mean, I think it's just, you know, I, I love I love technology. I love social media. I love all of these things that continue to evolve. But I think if you can still find ways to stay true to that authentic, like face-to-face relationship, you know, using the tools in video format or, you know, in that voice format, so that way you don't lose the context of a text. You know, like text yeah. message. Like, there's times where somebody sends me a text message. I'm like, I'm like, oh crap, is this person mad at me? Like, <laughs> the way they the way they said it, it's just very blunt. Yeah. And like, I gotta call them and like make sure they're not mad. And like, no, I'm not, right. mad. I'm not mad at all. I'm like, oh okay. Like, you're like, <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> even That's when funny. somebody says K, right. you know, they respond right. K. Like, they didn't say K. okay. Oh my gosh, they didn't say okay. Said but like, don't you, Joanna? Please, like, if somebody says K, don't you take that as like they're like. <laughs> Almost like, I don't know, just kind of short with you, right? There's been yeah, whole it's, studies it's, about it's, punctuation. It's dismissive. Right? It's dismissive. Am I right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's dismissive. It's if, like, uh, If you okay. use, like, there was a study, and I forget, I'm I kind of curious to look it up later, but it was about if you use a period at the end of a statement in your text communication, how it's seen as more, like, curt and, like, you know, yeah. blunt than That's if you exactly said right. the same sentence without a period at the end. And I'm like, oh, my oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I, I actually am one of those, like, people that I, most people frown upon, and then, like, I text like I write. I don't use a lot of shorthand. I, I like him to be properly punctuated my sentences and everything like that. And a lot of people think that that completely <laughs> throws text communication out the door. I use extra heart emojis <laughs> to make sure everybody knows that I'm sending it with lots of love. Uh, it's so interesting. <laughs> so the, the emojis are actually something that I'm, that I'm just like starting to learn too. So it's exciting. There's a scooter it's, emoji. Is there and, a... and they actually, the, the, nat- the National Emoji Convention met oh my in, in Gainesville, Florida. And when they were coming out with a scooter emoji, they looked at New Scooters for Less and the, and the Vespa that's on top of our sign. And they said, that's going to be it. Boom. Oh my goodness. That's totally BS. I'm not yeah. <laughs> but, but they picked a yellow scooter and it happens to be the one that's on our sign, which is cool. And that's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by New Scooters for Less. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Michael, real quick. 
You go by Mike or Michael? Usually really. Mike. Mike. Yeah. You go by Mike or Michael? Usually, usually Mike in, in these quarters, <laughs> but yeah. He's Michael's my God-given name, so. <laughs> All right, so Mike, number one. So you're talking about gratitude and stuff. Is that is that your number one way of handling the, the bad days? You know, when you're talking about, man, like you got that bad day. Like what are the ways that you handle the bad days? So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that's, that's actually um, a big part of the book. And so I have like a whole list of things that um, that have worked for me. Can I say and, that book real quick? Absolutely. Cool. And Go so so um, one, one really important thing about the book is when I was writing it, um, if I was having like a rough day or like entering like situations where um, I didn't think the book covered it, that meant that I needed to add an extra page to the book. So there's actually a ton of adult psychology in here that I've tried to distill down into like 35 sentences. That's why it took me about four plus months to do. And so I'm super happy with the book because I've, um, even though I went into teaching, I've always been super into psychology, you know, past it. And um, there's, I mean, it's what I do on a constant basis. So for me personally, what's what really works for me dealing with a bad day, I think uh, uh, one of the most fun is simply singing about the day and or and singing about like what's wrong or like what like what's upsetting me because like it takes it from like this like really serious whatever like when it's in my brain that like builds up because like I'm sure as you guys have had you know like when something like goes wrong you know when you're just thinking about it like it kind of gets a life of its own and it like gets worse and worse and worse but like when you sing about it you know it just like kind of like makes it like ridiculous and then you realize that um you know, it's actually like not that bad. And when you sing too, like it, since you're actually doing something physical, it takes you out of your head and you know, it forces you to do something that's actually like, you know, real. And so it brings you to the present moment. And um, I think uh, breathing in through your nose and out your mouth is really important. Um, exercise is huge. Uh, for me, a big thing is is going running because I still like to play a lot of sports. I think sports are, are really, really important and I have that in the book too. Like I think physical exercise is huge. And even if you're not necessarily like good at a sport, um, just getting out and getting moving. I mean, like how I feel before run and after is is just night and day. And um, I have a, yeah, I have a, I have a whole list of things. Um, sometimes like I'll listen to, um, I like I really like Conan O'Brien, I think it's funny. So if you can find anything that makes you laugh, you know, it's it's huge. Anything that, that can like take you out of your head and into the present moment, I think is huge. I think actually even just doing, if you do like some push-ups, you know, that, that'd be a big deal. So I'm gonna put you on the spot if I can. Let's I'm do curious it. I'm curious how you do this. So you, you wake you wake up tomorrow morning and you're you're your plumbing is shot and then you burn your breakfast and then on the way into work you get a flat tire all right how are you how are you singing about that so i work from home so if i got a flat tire around <laughs> like up i commute like from my bed to my computer it would be you maybe, know, maybe you really be something maybe but you, uh, burn out a flip-flop seven on a pop top yeah, or something. I, I, don't know. I, I got the idea but like i was just like it's just like kind of funny like thinking about that but yeah so you have like 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 the worst day possible um, so, I mean, I can just sing about like how I had a flat tire. Yeah, I want to like, hear you sing about it though. <laughs> so you don't want to hear my singing because like you will lose all like, your listeners. No, <laughs> give me like a little, like, I, I just wanted to see how your, how your head goes through this. Like how you, how you start singing about it. Like, so if, if I personally, like if I had the time, my go-to is definitely running 
But um, so if I if I was to sing about it, I would just be like, I have a flat tire. This is not great, you know. Like, I need a new tire. <laughs> you know, whatever, like whatever, like whatever you got to do. Like, it's definitely, it's not like you know. Do you rhyme your song? I'm just curious. No, no. Okay. You just try to make it as ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> as possible. And so, I'm a really bad singer. So it's definitely not going to be like you know Andrea Bocelli. Right. You know, I'm going to be like like belting out anything that anyone like ever wants to hear ever. But um, yeah, I think honestly, just like making it like as ridiculous, ridiculous as possible because. Um, like the majority of the problems that that we face, you know, in a day to day basis, are relatively trivial, and um, I think like singing about it, like kind of like just, like kind of like brings it back yeah. to that. Okay, so can I transition a little bit? Yeah, go for let's it. do it. Uh, what's the so what's the video game creation side of this? So because it says like you do like video game creator. So I talked about that yet. So we so we haven't. So that actually that actually kind of goes back to the whole um, wanting to be a child psychologist bit. So when I got out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and um, because I I thought that I was going to be a child psychologist, you know, like that was it. And it was senior year that I realized that this is going to work out. So I ended up working um, in a produce department at a grocery store for for a bit, which actually I really loved. Like I really loved like working with the customers. Like it, you know, I would just go in. It was relatively simple. And um, so I started working on um, a video game mod for, for Doom 3. I don't know if you guys have ever played any of the Doom games mm-hmm. or um, Doom 3. And I was, I was not a big fan of, of Doom 3. So I was kind of upset about my, my purchase and I wanted to make it more like the Doom games, original Doom games. And so um, I think it's actually a really important uh, part. Like when we first started out, there was a poll for all the different Doom 3 mods. And there was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of votes for every single mod, except our mod, like people gave us um, like five votes. Like we had like five people that voted that they were excited about our mod. And um, instead of getting upset about it, I was like, I'm gonna make this mod like the most possible fun for those five people and you know, my team as possible. You know, like it is gonna be a blast. You know, like those, those five people are gonna love it. Instead of like being like, you know, like no one cared about our mod. So mod is just short for modification. And um, so what happened was a lot of those mods that had a lot of, uh, of votes, they ended up trying to do too much and actually kind of like crash under their own weight where we just tried to like keep it simple and fun and build off of it. So like it started small and built off, built up. And um, we actually w- ended up winning the award for being the des- the best Doom Three mod of the year, which you know is like a worldwide competition. So um, yeah, I, I flew out to San Jose and I got to meet all the top game developers in the world. Um, Will Wright was out there, you know, the creator of Sims. So I got to meet him. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever played the Unreal games, but I got to meet the, the developers there. The uh, developers of World of Warcraft were there. Um, our table was right next to the Shadow of Colossus team. Um, they f- actually flew in from, I think they're, are they Japanese, I think? Um, so. That's cool. Yeah, not small, not small. And uh, yeah, I was at the GDC, so it, w- it, was, it was a big deal. And um, one, of the, one of the coolest things too was like, while I was working at the, um, in the produce department, I could actually go to the magazine aisle and take a magazine, like a game magazine off the shelf and open it up and find my work in there. So like my, my game would be in there and oftentimes my name was in there. 
That's so. cool. So are you like, are you bring, like relating that to this now or, you know, was that just like a previous thing that you're doing or? So, so I started, or I mean, I guess I'm just trying to see if there's a connection between what you're doing now and, and there, the gaming side. So the, there is a bit. Um, so, because my 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 goal is, I really want to do a game that um, is based off off the book, and so and so I so I did a lot of work. Like it was like really successful, and um, it won tons of awards. Was in like thirty plus magazines, and um, you know all this stuff. But it didn't really mean anything to me. And so there was one day that I was um, going to my, uh, my my parents' house just to take a break, and uh, the. Uh, there was a kid uh, that lived next door, and her name is Grace, and uh, she was she was a kindergartner at the time, and she wanted to come over and play basketball with me, and um, so I was, I was like, yeah, of course. And um, she came over, and she was getting really frustrated trying to get the the basketball in the hoop, and uh, um, I was like, no, Grace, you know, just just keep trying, you know, you'll get it. And so she kept trying, and when she finally made it in, like the level of elation that just like encompassed her body, like. It was it was so crazy just like seeing like the transformation of you know, someone that's like really distressed and, and unhappy to just she couldn't have been more happy and um, I was like I facilitated that like I helped make that happen and she um, you know ran over to her dad and she was all happy she's like daddy daddy like you know I made it in the hoop and I was like like that to me was far more rewarding than um, all the accolades like you know flying to San Jose, getting that award, you know, all the magazine mentions, seeing my name in, in a magazine, like that was like so much more meaningful. And so that's when I decided to work with kids again. And so um, I started working with kids again at, at, at the um, at the YMCA and uh, they're getting rid of computers. And so I was like, I'll, you know, I'll take them. And also really had to use on the computers was Windows Paint. And I was like, well, I want these kids to be able to create and like tell stories. So I started working on, on some software for them called Platinum Art Sandbox. And um, I decided to release it online so everyone could use it and it just ended up blowing up. And so the site that I was showing you before that you know was on like 1.5K other sites, um, like that was, that was for Platinum Art Sandbox. And so hundreds of schools internationally have used it and um, which is you know pretty exciting. It has over a million downloads. Dang. And so, yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, and the best part to me by far is hearing stories from teachers about how it's actually changed kids' lives. And my, my, my top favorite was from a teacher in the UK where he was telling me that um, uh, he had a student that, that was like harming himself and about to flunk out of school. And he showed the kid my software and the kid was going home every day and using the software and he's now on the honor roll. That's so. Cool. Yeah. Super rewarding, right? I mean, it's like, what can be more rewarding than, than, you know, taking, you know, helping someone who is, you know, on the path of destruction to like a path of, you know, positivity and growth, you know, like essentially like completely changing their, their life into something destructive to something that, you know, you know, they can live like a, a real life, you know, like a, like a full life. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Good for you. And so, and so that's where that's where the book comes in, and um, like another part about the games too is like I've I've always like really tried to um, get my software into like children's hospitals because um, I really want to help kids that are in, in rough situations, and so uh, with the games it was harder because of 
you know, they, they don't have like the, the hardware for it. You know, like you have computers and, and setups for it. But like with a book, I figured that, you know, like everyone has a phone, you know, everyone has, has a tablet. Like everyone like has like access to that, um, that form. So that's what I was hoping to do with the book. And I really want to do um, a video game uh, version of, of the, of the book too, that like focuses on helping people become superheroes, you know, like, like putting in like the value and, and also um, the, the values that are in the book and also like focus on creation. Cause I think, I think that creating, like there's like, like, like superhero was definitely um, intentional. Like I, it took me a long time to figure out like what I, like what I wanted to call it and like what I wanted to focus on. And there's like three like main aspects of being a superhero that I think are incredibly important. And it's the aspect of being a warrior and um, training yourself physically, mentally, and um, <coughs> uh, being a scholar. And Plato has like has has a nice quote that I would horribly misquote if I tried it. How it, like it's important to be both an athlete, an athlete, and a scholar, because like if you're one or the other, then it it's like it's unbalanced. But if you're if you're both, then it's like the ideal situation. But I think there's also um, so those two are really important, like being. Um, you know, the warrior being the scholar and being able to be a combination. Socrates talks about that too. And I think there's, it's also really important to create. Um, Cause for one, that's one thing that I have too, for if you're having a rough day, like just creating, just writing, just doing like creating anything. Um, it's such a huge deal. Um, it like, it just takes you out of it. But um, in every superhero too, like they, like they create something. Like if it's the Hulk, like he's creating, you know, ripped, muscles so that he can like flip over cars or you know um, if it's iron man he's creating like his suit of armor or or you know etc yeah i think i think creating is is super important yeah i agree i mean i feel like in today's world there's so much consuming right because exactly of, because of the internet i mean exactly you, you sit there and you consume so much content like you know creating getting outside of your, even if it's getting outside of your comfort zone, a lot of people won't create because it gets outside of their comfort zone, but it, get outside of your comfort zone, grow a little bit, create something. It's good for you. I, I think you hit it on the head. And so like, like you nailed it. So this book is, is a nonfiction book. And so what I've been trying to work on after this is, um, is story books that are, you know, based on the values of, of this book. And so I've been, I've been studying the, um, the, the hero's journey a lot. Um, like Dan, Dan Harmon has like a really nice, like, um, like uh, concise version of it. And, but so the first step of every hero's journey is leaving the comfort zone. Like I thought that like, so like the more, you know, I studied the, the, the hero's journey, the more I realized that like, this isn't just like for stories, like this is like real life, you know, like this is like, this correlates like with, with my life, you know, cause there's like one of the, um, oh, like one thing that happens in a lot of stories is that the hero refuses the call. Like how many people do you see in life, you know, where you see like they, they have a call and they refuse it, you know, cause they're afraid, generally it's fear, you know, I mean, I mean, even for me, you know, of course there's like things that, um, that I've been afraid, you know, even like, even coming here, I mean, this is, 
this is we're so I mean, intimidating, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you guys you guys are awesome. He's but scary. it's just like Don't, he's it's, scary, dude. <laughs> it's it's just the fact that like you know I'm I know I'm gonna be recorded, you know, both like video, audio, you know, like don't screw up, you know. It's, you have to put yourself out there, right? It, you have to be willing that exactly. To, you have to be willing to put yourself out there, get outside your, outside your comfort zone. Not everybody will like it. Some you know some people might like it, some people won't. And then like yeah, I mean, there's so much uh, we could dive into like a whole another podcast getting into this subject but like I've talked I talk about it so much in terms of like when it comes to content creation and creating like people are afraid of what other people think we care we care too much other we, we care too much about absolutely be, about being judged um, and what you know what somebody's gonna think about us and so therefore we don't do it and we stay in our shells and it's it's pretty common whereas like I, I'm I don't I don't know if it just took several years or it just got to the point where I'm like ah, I don't care anymore <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, and you, actually, that's not true. You know, you know what did it was, uh, the f- the first taste. Like when you get that first taste of somebody telling you that something you created, right? Somebody, somebody reaches out to you and they say, Michael, this book changed my life. Yeah, absolutely. That moment, that's the fuel you need to do it five million more times. Right, I, that that absolutely. little that little taste, because for you that's success. When somebody reaches up, when somebody saw me on stage and they said, "Hey, man, like I just want to let you know, like that impacted me so much." Or when I when I have somebody message me that said, "This pod, this particular episode, this changed my life," or you know, like those moments when that happens, you know, or like I I got a Facebook. Did you see that Facebook message? I got a Facebook message the other day. Somebody, somebody messaged me directly and said that they got into a conversation with a friend. My name, my name came up, and it was this long. I mean, it was a long thought out message, and it was just a thank you. It was like, I just wanted to say thank you, thank you for what you're doing for the community, thank you for your investment into Gainesville. Thank, and that's all it was. That, what that little, that's a little piece of little taste of why you know. It's like this is why I do it, and that little taste is the the motivation that I need to keep doing it and not fear, you know, like what other people might think, including the message that I still have hanging on my computer that says I'm terrible, I'm short and airy. Can I get that real quick? (laughs) Like, Like I still, like I keep this on my computer. Whoever you are. Her name's Allison. Still listening. Subject, a favor to ask. Dear Colin, you and your podcast both suck. You're you're short and arrogant. Your jokes are not funny. Please stop. Okay. (coughs) Like, a lot, and and I know I've talked about this before, a lot of people would let that stop them. They would never make another episode, ever. Right? Absolutely. And and me, for me, I'm just like, all right, Allison. All right, Allison, let's see. Let's go. We're we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see, you know, and, and I, I'll hold that chip and that's why I have it right there. I'm gonna, that chip, that'll be right here on my shoulder and it will be that, that little motivation, but that's not why I do it. I do it because when I get those messages that say, man, you changed my life, right? That they're like, they're like, you're, that, that, that changed my life. That impacted me in some, in some way. And I just wanted to say thank you. And that's why I do this. I mean, and I, why I create content, and why I speak on stage, and why I speak at UF. Sorry. Well, that's <laughs> I awesome. Going, I, I mean, well, at the end, at the end of the day, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like when you know, I mean, it's just like the the email that I got from the guy in the UK. I mean, it's like, what could be more important than than messages like that? 
Right. And, uh, and your story with that negative message too reminds me of uh, uh, Stephen King, how he would post his re- rejection letters. You know, uh, um, I think he would actually like nail it into his like wall. And he had so many re- rejection letters that it actually made the nail fall out of the wall. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, like he, he used it as a source of inspiration. So I, I think it's like a, a really interesting parallel to, to what you do. And so one thing that I don't understand too is, so that lady doesn't think you're you're funny, okay, then I watch her stuff. Like no one is like, you know, like doing like a clockwork orange on her where they're like forcing her to like <laughs> like view your content, you oh, know? It's like, like there's a lot of, if she doesn't like your content, then choose something else. Like, like I don't know. Change the channel. <laughs> well, exactly. Of course, but, and, but with that said, like that, that, that's what I want everybody to realize. That's the world that we live in. Right. We live in a world where it's so much easier to, you know, like maybe they're in a bad place, right? Maybe they're not, Absolutely. maybe they're not in a good place in their life. And it's way easier for, for that person to go and like, and tear you down to their level. That's just way. That's just way easier. Why should they work their butts off to get to to where you're at when I can just grab you and tear you down, right? And that and that's what happens. They they get that mindset of like I'm just gonna tear others down and hate on hate on them. And I mean that's just the world that that exists. And I, and so me and I and I and I tell my kids this, man. I mean talk talk about children. Like I'm trying to trying to get my kids to understand that. The, when you're successful, whether it's in running, my kids are big time runners. Like running, soccer, whatever, people are gonna come after you. They're gonna try to tear you down because they can't keep up and they're not willing to put in the work that you've put in. And that's just the way it is. So uh, we, gotta, we gotta wrap up in, in a minute, but, but before we do, um, do you know James Coates? I don't. Okay, I feel like you really need to know James Coates. Um, James Coates is an entrepreneur here in Gainesville. He has a company called Failing Defense Systems, but he also has a nonprofit called Superheroes for Hope. Okay. And you ever see like the pictures of Shans and the Batmobile and like all that kind of stuff that happened? Like they, he has a he has a Batmobile and he takes out the Shans and like the you know all the children that are fighting cancer and stuff. And he, he does so much good and like there's definitely some sort of like connection mm-hmm, or collaboration sure. with this, right? Like I feel like that would be a, a great connection and that you guys could possibly do some stuff together. I think I have heard of it and I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to connect you guys. So, so remind me, and I'll definitely do that because he's such a great guy. I just I want to make one quick point about um, what you touched on with um, with with that lady, I, and I'm sure that she's definitely in like a rough place. And so, I think it's good that you kept pushing on too, because you know maybe <laughs> maybe she really needs the show. Like maybe she, you know, needs like that positivity. And because I've had um, people tell me too that, you know, when I mentioned the whole going around saying hi to people, like, you know, what about when people don't say hi back to you? And I say that, you know, when you, when you say hi to them and, you know, you're going to have people that don't say hi back to you, but you don't know the kind of effect that you've had on them. You know, you might have like said hi to someone that hasn't had someone say hi to them or acknowledge their existence in, in years or, you know, like ever, you know, really long time. And like they might have not just, known how to react to it you know it's not necessarily like a negative thing or you know like maybe they really needed that and like they're still like processing it and maybe next time they see you that they they will say hi and the, the most important thing is that you went out and you you said hi whatever other people do is on them 
you know, like you can only control you. And so if people don't, if people don't say hi, then, you know, that's okay. That's, that's on them, you know, and, you know, maybe you had a profound effect on them. And also like with the saying hi, you know, um, you can have such a huge butterfly effect, you know, like maybe like, even if that person like didn't say hi, like maybe like it did actually brighten up their day and they're going home to their family happier because of it and brightening up their family's day. And, you know, I, I just think it's, it's so simple to just say hi. And it, like, I was actually thinking about today, like what if you like went to a store and you just had five people like give you, like turn and look at you and said hi. Like how amazing would that make your day? Yeah. Like I know for me, I would feel like a rock star. Like, whoa, like five people just said hi to me. <laughs> Is that crazy? Like, yeah, like it would like totally just make my day like insanely good. And it's like the easiest thing. Like imagine if everyone in Gainesville um, or the United States or the world just said hi to each other. But let's just start with Gainesville. Imagine if everyone just said hi to each other like when you're passing. Yep. Like how, like how good would that feel to, to just have five people say hi to you? I mean, you're right. Like whether it's a smile, I mean, a smile, uh, a simple hi. I mean, that, like it, it can have so much impact you know, and you don't know where people are in, right. like in that moment, right? Um, like I, I, we gotta wrap up in a minute, but I, I, I wanna share this quick story because I just triggered this and it like, it really, it, it was an impactful story for me, but my, um, you know, this came from my church. My pastor one time told me like he, <coughs> they were getting ready to go out and like do a bunch of like baptisms and stuff. Like they were going to have this, this big event, going to do a bunch of baptisms. So he like literally had to go to, to Lowe's to like to buy a hose, right? Had to go buy this hose. And as he's leaving, somebody comes up to the church and says, pastor, like, I, can I get some, some of your time? I, like, I really, I really need some of your time. And he's like, you know, he's like looking at us like, oh man, like, <sighs> you know, he's like, I really gotta go get this done. I really need to go get this done. But he was like, uh, you know, okay, yeah, of course, C- come on in. Like, let, let's go have a meeting. So he goes inside, has, you know, sits down with them and says, you know, what's going on? And, and the guy, like, good, luckily he took that moment, right? The guy is just opening up to him saying, you know, like, thank you for taking the time. Like I was actually on my way to go kill myself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So like, like I was on my way to go kill myself and, and you know, he just gets into this huge, like into this conversation and is there for him. Um, and, and, and I don't know all the details like of that conversation, of course, but, um, (coughs) what I do know is that at the conclusion of that, that meeting, that guy decided to like, to give his life to Christ. He's like, like, I'm gonna let go. Like, I'm, I'm gonna give it all, I'm gonna give it all to Jesus. Here it is, right? And he goes, at the end of that, he's like, all right, the, the pastor was, was like, uh, uh, he, he said, okay, yeah, yeah, like that's that's all done. Like, I mean, I'm sure. Like, I don't even know what it, what what that must have felt like, but he's still thinking. I gotta go buy a hose. I gotta go buy a hose for these baptisms that are about to take place. And the guy's like, "Oh, I got one in my trunk," because he was gonna use the hose to kill himself, like through the exhaust of the car. And he had so, and he had it in his like in his trunk. So what ended up happening was that the hose that this guy was going to use to kill himself 
actually became the hose that he got baptized with. And like, wow. yeah, like it's a powerful, it's a powerful story. And like, I, and I didn't mean to like go like too, too deep, but I, but it is a powerful story and, and I'm a believer and I think it's important to realize that that moment, like he took that moment, right? And helped that person and, um, and if he hadn't, you know, obviously it was destined divine intervention, but like if he hadn't, you know, that guy would have killed himself. Um, so it's, you know, that's, again, super deep. Sorry to end the episode super deep, but like, I, I think you're right. Like taking the time to smile, taking the time to, you know, um, to say hi to someone and just taking the time for someone who is in need is, is something that we need to do a lot more of. Um, so there and, you go. And it makes you feel good too. You know, like when you say hi to someone and they say hi back, it brightens up your day too. It's you not know? totally altruistic. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get a positive kick for it too. Like there's, there's, there's so much like back and forth, and like I really feel like there's so much like butterfly effect too. And I, I love that story by the way. That that's a fantastic story. It's it's one that's had significant impact on me, and like one that just like stuck with me ever since I heard it. And I'm like, man, like how how impactful is that? It is. You know, it is really going to stick with me too. Because I mean, it just. I mean, what better way to illustrate? the importance of just giving someone a second of your time. Yep, exactly. So, real quick, where can, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still fighting this cold. Um, where can our audience connect with you, man? Like where where can they find you on uh, social media, all that kind of good stuff? I mean, can they buy this book? Like They can, it's um, it's actually on Amazon, uh, five stars, I'm excited to say. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> and Congrats. so, thank you. And uh, um, Superhero Hill, dot com is is the place to get it okay and yeah uh yeah that's the the main brand that i'm trying to grow is superhero hill um platinum arts is is my company um so but i definitely want to have um a game based on this uh actually relatively soon because i was working with my students i was teaching computer science for a while too and uh we we're actually working on software that was like a lot like minecraft but it's it's open source and um, it's super easy to modify. And actually, I had a, a student, a second grader, who made his own gator block. Like he he painted the gator symbol <coughs> in Windows Paint. Oh dang! And uh, it, we coded it in. And that's cool. That kid literally told every single adult in that entire school because I had every single person like come to me and be like, "Oh, I heard you. Uh, I heard James put a put his own block in the game." I was like, "Yep, yes, that's, he did." That's so neat. Yeah. And so he, he was building a house out of gator blocks. Very so, cool, man. That's awesome. Well, well, thanks so much for coming on our show. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for all those tidbits, man. It's really awesome. Good luck with the with the book. I hope it does amazing things for you. I mean, so like, what, like, what's what's next now that that's done? Like, what's next? So next week, I actually have some school visits, which I'm okay. um, super, super, super excited about because I love teaching. I really like teaching. I just don't like everything that comes with teaching. You know how there's like you know all like the different rules and stuff. And uh, in this way, I can teach and not have to deal with the stuff. You know, I can just go home and like work on more books. There you, you go. Know? And so I want to do sto cool. uh, story versions of this. And uh, if I can figure it out, I would really love to do like a Mr. Rogers-ish type of show where my land of make-believe would be more like uh, um, you know, dealing with like with superheroes. And um, 
because I, ha- I have done a, a Twitch show where I uh, streamed a Google, a Google document and I had people tell me like what they want their superheroes or supervillains to be and uh, um, or random characters and then right on you know right on the stream just wrote a story about him and um, yeah so but I really like to take that to like a Mr. Rogers ish like type level like where I you know talk about like you know like a major point like saying hi and then you know have adventures with it like I really want it to be like fun so cool man well best of, best wishes with everything man thank you awesome. so much thank you so much for, so for having me thanks on. for coming on our show Mike yeah any last things no I think this was awesome I would just say audience uh, take, when you <laughs> listen to this take the challenge do something say hi to people do something yeah. to brighten someone's day um, I'm all about spreading that positivity and I think this was a great uh, episode to highlight that so yeah, what can you do do what you can spread a little love today do it up <laughs> have a loving week everybody and, uh, and real quick, uh, you guys, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you like the video versions, definitely go to whoagmv.tv or find us on Facebook and, um, you know, buy a scooter. That's the last thing I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> no scooters for less. Thank you for being a sponsor. Have an amazing week, you guys. We love you. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast <laughs> bring you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa <laughs> give me your best whoa whoa sorry I will get <laughs> I will get over this I promise I'm so sorry <laughs> love you guys have a great week bye